Not heard the latest about pooping prime ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzzed podcast, the only place to be totes buzzed. Football beef! Disclaimer, the following is an opinion-based podcast. Welcome to Football Beef, the podcast where we take a player and hash out all of those debates about them that have not only dominated social media, but pub chats too. I'm your host Laura, and this week we look at the Flying Dutchman, aka the Man Made of Glass, aka Mr Wembley, aka Iron Robin. Now we go to Kaylee for a recap of your need-to-know Robin fact. Iron Robin quick facts. Clubs. FC Groningen, PSV Eindhoven, Chelsea, Real Madrid and FC Bayern Munich. Senior debut, December 2000 versus Bayern Nord. Club football total appearances and goals, 614 appearances, 209 goals. Retirement, 19th of May 2021 versus FC Utrecht. Club honours, two Premier League titles, one FIFA Club World Cup, one Champions League, one FA Cup, two English League Cups, one La Liga title, one Spanish Super Cup, eight Bundesliga titles, five German Cups, one Eredivisie, two Dutch Super Cups, one UEFA Super Cup, four German Super Cups, two Charity Shields. Personal Honours Footballer of the Year, Germany, 2010. VDV Bundesliga Player of the Season 2009-2010 Campaign Dutch Footballer of the Year 2002-2003 Season PFA Team of the Season 2004-2005 UEFA Team of the Year 2011-2014 UEFA Champions League Team of the Season 2013-2014 FIFA World Cup Bronze Ball 2014 FIFA World Cup All-Stars Team 2014 Dutch Super Sportsman of the Year 2014 International 96 caps, 37 goals, Netherlands Notable fact Robin is fluent in the languages of all countries that he has stayed in and is known to speak Dutch, English, Spanish and German fluently Now to debate I am Robin I am joined by Tommy, the Professor of Football Manager Pittman Hi Tommy, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm very well, thank you and he will be debating the, the Dutchman himself with Daniel the Devil Jones. How are you, Daniel? I am really good and it feels good to finally debunk the myth that was Iron Robin. Let's do it. I see you're throwing down a mark already on what side of debates you're going to be on. Anything negative? Oh, straight off the bat. Well, <laughs> straight off the bat, we're going to start with a very simple question. Does Robin's injury record, so that's reputation for being injured, he is nicknamed the man made of glass, undersell how many games he actually played how long his career actually lasted and his overall level of success because this man racked up accolade after accolade as explained by Kaylee in the quickfire facts Daniel do you want to start with this do you see him as an injury prone player is that one of the first things that comes to mind well of course I do but I want to draw just draw attention to something there you talked about his club honours and how amazing he was obviously we heard he's won two Premier League titles one FIFA Club World Cup and and the other stuff as well just a sidebar, you know, remember the Brazilian Anderson? Was was he good? <laughs> Depends who you ask. If you ask Anderson and his mother, I'm sure he'd say yes. Okay, but among the general consensus, it would be a no, right? I think a lot of people would say he didn't fulfil his potential. 
correct. Okay. But he has trophies. So what, what if I told you he had won as many trophies at United than Robin did at Chelsea and Real Madrid combined? But does he have the personal honours list to say that he contributed in the same way that Robin did to some of these teams? Because this is a man who was Football of the Year, Team of the Year's, XIs, World Cup stuff, Dutchman, Sportsman, FIFA World Cup bronze ball winner. Does Anderson have anything like that to say that Wait, he pulls sorry, weight? A, a bronze ball winner, so someone that came third in the World Cup. Right, if you become one of the third, if We're you ever that. become the third best player at the World Cup, Daniel, like it's not an achievement. You've got to admit I, that's some achievement. I, I mean, I don't know. I think one of the biggest problems with Robin is the fact that he was okay, but I, I'm kind of a little bit stumped that, that he's actually worthy of a football beef because he wasn't that good. So to have like this big debate on him does seem a little bit crazy. He wasn't that good. Look at the stats and his honours that he'd won. Most titles were with uh, Bayern Munich in the most one-sided league on the planet. I, 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 For me, he's a bit of a stat fraud. Tommy, any thoughts on that? I think at, at his peak, he was he was one of the best players in the world. And sort of to go back to the point about the the injuries, I think it is very much sort of the the kind of thing that does like stick in your head when you think about something. Oh, well, they're injury prone, and, and he he did pick up injuries, but I think that was because of how he played. But I think everything that, well, at least at the start of his career at Bayern, that was when they weren't always winning the title. Like they had what a good year under Van Hal, and then a couple of bad years when Dortmund won the league. Then they came back stronger. So it was, it's not this perpetual Bayern league winning machine that it is now for the last, what, 10 years almost, something like that. And I, and I think he was one of the best wingers in, in the world at his peak. And the fact that he... I guess the fact that he came out of retirement to play a little bit, you know, even if it was a couple of years after he had originally retired, shows that he maybe had a slightly longer career and than people might have thought in his appearances or how long he would play for when you think about his injuries as a whole. Well, speaking on his injuries, actually, I find it kind of embarrassing that we would praise the length of his career when he only played 30 or more games in one season throughout his entire career and that was when he was 18. That's a ridiculous stat though but doesn't that say more that what he did with his game time mattered a bit more to have so many moments if he was playing that little? Like, What do you do with, what do you do with his game time that was that memorable? Honestly I'm dying to know. I mean he had a there's a definitely a few memorable guys he made himself known I feel like if you said at a certain certain times if you said name the best Dutch players going I think you'd always go when he was playing that Robin would be in your top five at that time for his whole I mean he got 96 caps it depends how you want to look at that stat he got 96 caps who are next to England the greatest underachievers in world football (laughs) I'm gonna say you want me to say Holland don't you well of course it is of course it is now deep it a little bit though think about it okay he's this amazing player came through brilliant 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 all right he signed for Chelsea what when he was 20 21 I want to say something around there. He was in his um, 20s, despite looking like he'd already had a whole career. I feel that also adds to the length of his career. He always looks old. Oh, yeah. Well, he got kind of got dubbed Rob Benjamin Button, didn't he? Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that was his nickname. But yeah, all right. He signed for Chelsea when he was 20. Ferguson wanted him, but didn't want to pay over, I want to say it was like five and a half million pounds at the time i think it was the bat the fee was about seven million euros um and then chelsea came in with 12 million which signed him 12 million for this supposed future superstar baller all right you have to go fair play to chelsea they've obviously 
you know, caught onto something decent there. He didn't he didn't do it for Chelsea. He was there for two, three seasons. I think it was three seasons. Joe Cole benched him. None of us would say Joe Cole was an absolute baller, but Joe Cole kept Robin on the bench. Depends on the Robin context, I think, on what you want from a footballer. Because I would say Joe Cole was like a mavericky player, but then you put him in normal games. Like it's, it's like, it's kind of, I guess the impact, the argument with Robin is which you're going to go with is what do you see as him making a difference? Could he, like he had moments at Chelsea but they were flashes so you're probably arguing that's not enough is basically what you're gonna go with yeah and that's all that's all it was and you know what don't forget that Real Madrid spent 34 million euros I think about 24 million pound at the time on a five-year deal they kept him for two years why because he was useless Tommy any you know? rebuttal to that so 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 much of football and players careers is being in the right place at the right time you wouldn't look at Mo Salah's career at Chelsea and go oh well he must have been useless he, he, he could barely play for them because of what he went on to do and I think Real Madrid at the time that he was there like especially by the end when he left they were starting to go back to like the Galactico thing and he was somebody who needed to leave to make room for Kaka and Ronaldo and all of these big players coming in I don't think you can like look at his career and just go well he was only at Chelsea for a few years and you know I can't say that he was one of the best players in the world then when he was what we're saying like 20 he joined at 20, 20. 21 something like that moving to a new country where the football is very different to what he would have been used to in in Holland and then like right off his career for that I think he did reasonably well at Chelsea for a young player coming into a new country a new side Real Madrid wasn't great but then I think you have to look at what he did after that when he went to a team that he could be like the best version of himself. And he very much was at, at Bayern Munich. And if you look at his to, to play for 19 years, he made his debut in 2000, 2001 season to then continue playing until 2019 when he initially retired. That's a that's a long career. <laughs> that's almost, almost 20 years. Do you feel like he made up for the lost time? Because Daniel touched on the whole... What was it? No more than thirty games. Yeah, he he didn't. He played thirty or more games. In fact, it was there was one season. He, I think he played twenty nine games, and then there was one season when he played thirty two games. I want to say when he was eighteen. So would you not say that he kind of just sort of made it up though by going that bit longer? Because it is quite. <laughs> I old don't know. He went. I, I I don't think so. I think that's a bit of injuries, but then I think it's also the Bundesliga, for example. There aren't. 38 matches in a season when you're taking into account oh rotation and the like champions league and everything like that these players aren't necessarily going to always play that many if he had been able to play consistently every single match i'm sure he would have had an even better career like his time at chelsea would probably have been better than it was personally for him although i don't even think that was particularly bad and then at real madrid i think that was just his time at the club when he came in and then the reasons that he left were because of the direction they were starting to move in when florentino perez came back so i wouldn't say it's necessarily making up for lost time the length of his career because i think in, in all of those teams that he played for to differing levels he contributed and he didn't particularly I don't think have anything to massively make up for particularly with the the trophies that he ended up winning and trophies doesn't equal being a good player as as Daniel made the point with, with about Anderson but you know, it helps show the level that you're capable of playing at. Well do you know what actually I'd like to I'd like to come back to that since you know we're obviously we we joked about Anderson a minute ago, but here's another fact for you. You know, Robin missed more league games through injury 
than Anderson played in his entire career. So Robin missed 238 league games for all these amazing clubs that he played for. Anderson only played 223 games overall. Doesn't that show Robin's level and like how good his career was and like how long his career was that he was capable of missing that many games and still achieving what he did? Playing over 600 games. He he achieved these things because of the teams that he was in. I mean, don't forget as well. So when's a footballer's peak? 24-25? I would say probably like 28-29. And then depending on the type of play you are, potentially beyond that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've been watching football for decades and i know for a fact that was always considered a footballer's peak is around 24 but the fact is that that's when real madrid sold him when he was supposedly at his peak and also was willing to take a 10 million hit on him and and, and looking back on it for what he did for buying that that's a mistake I don't like, like I say so much so much of football in a player's career is being in the right place at the right time with the right manager. You can't say that oh well, th- this spell these this team was willing to let him go so that means that he he really wasn't that good. When no, you look at the managers that, that wanted him at Bayern Munich and what he did with them and for the Netherlands in the World Cup and all of that like I they were willing they were willing to take the hit on him on the head. because they, the because on the head. they wanted to bring in Ronaldo and Kaka. Those managers that wanted him, those managers that wanted him, all let him go. The greatest managers that he played for, arguably three of most people's in their top, if you were to ask people their top five managers of all times, Mourinho <laughs> would be in there, Pep Guardiola would be in there, Ancelotti would be in there. All three of them didn't seem to want to keep him around. That's why he kept getting bumped from club to club. That's why he never lasted for more than three years at any club apart from a one-track club like Bayern Munich. And, and actually, I was actually, there for like three or four of those years. Wouldn't you want to say his achievements are kind of bang average considering the clubs that he played in and the managers that he played Not really. With? I think that's a long list, to be honest. That's a highly decorated footballer. You can only win the competitions the certain clubs he competes in. I mean, he got a Champions League. Other than now, in the last, like I say, seven, eight years, other than France and Germany, no one team wins the league every single year. Man City are maybe starting to it but it doesn't happen only one team can win those competitions each year you can't say that oh well he personally should have achieved more because of the clubs that he played for because everything is constantly changing like Real Madrid won three Champions Leagues in a row if somebody goes there now and they don't do that should they have won more Champions Leagues when they're up against Liverpool Man City Bayern Munich PSG all these people I completely understand that but the fact is it said earlier one of his club honours was winning eight Bundesliga titles the fact of the matter is that when he got there you even said it yourself that Bayern weren't the powerhouse they they would go on to be. Funny that being that after they, the only reason they started to get the real traction they did is because they bought Robert Lewandowski and Lewandowski was scoring thirty goals a season to push them into that stratosphere to make them you know the most one sided league on the planet. So I, I find it kind of funny that we're sitting here debating how good Iron Robin is when it's the teams that he's been in. He was in Real Madrid, filled with superstars. Chelsea, you know, obviously you had Drogba, Frank Lampard, John Terry, all those like players that are gelled together really well Iron Robin was a bit part with Joe Cole doing most of the work it's kind of embarrassing I'm just going to touch on something you that said because we said about whether the injury record and reputation undersells you know his levels of success and stuff like that with you highlighting his Chelsea Madrid do you think it's because his spells that maybe the clubs that get a lot of media attention is why there's this idea that he isn't that he is the way he's viewed like he isn't seen as more injured because Chelsea you didn't get to see the best of him and because that's the Premier League that's pro- 
arguably the most covered league media wise in terms of how it's Without seen and dubbed as the best so because he didn't set the world alight in the Premier League which he was at a young age is that why his reputation is still to some fans maybe wrongly like oh because it's like when you see him in the Champions League coverage you know when he was at Bayern who you know you, you admit they're dominant and great force you know you highlight Lewandowski and you know they're a team you always watch in the Champions League right Daniel? Yeah of course. They're yeah. one to watch but it's that sort of point that when you saw them play English teams that we the English media and the commentary team be like oh Robin's here and he's doing bits what a surprise considering his Chelsea spell is that sort of the why his reputation is a bit all over the place because obviously he went to so many different countries so many high profile clubs and depending which coverage you got the fed to the most is the perception of it no absolutely I do agree with you and I think it's really important to touch upon the clubs that he played for because I don't want to completely disparage him and say that he didn't have talent he was he was he had he had everything to be you know a good baller and one that the whole world should watch i know I th- i'm pretty sure we're going to touch upon it later but the 2010 world cup he was pretty damn good in that and it was kind of hard to think otherwise but no club got the best out of him and nor do i feel like he gave his all to every club that he went to so uh, for me that's what i mean i said it at the beginning i'd like to debunk the myth that is robin i think he's a bit of a stat fraud and he's been very lucky with his career. Well, I'm just going to ask you this, Tommy. Do you think it maybe is consistency that is the problem here? I think I think more of it from an English point of view is probably to do with his spell at Chelsea being short and then him going abroad. Like if he'd moved from Chelsea to another English team um, and been there for four or five years, then I, I, I don't think it would be as much of an issue. Because again, I just think it's... It's 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 right place at right time. Chelsea was a good move for him early on his career. Real Madrid, in theory, was a good move, but then with what they wanted to do, he was somebody that they could sacrifice to make some or to to get some money in from transfers. And then at Bayern, he found somewhere that he could play his best football, and that's what happened. Before moving on to the next question, I just want to get this clarified from Daniel. So we said about his injury sort of underselling it. So would you say the opposite, that the injury sort of covers the idea of what Robin is? Like it's a nice little, not a cover story, but like you can say, oh, Robin was good and he could have achieved even more than he did and stuff like that and success and it's just trophies. But that helps play into the part because you're like, oh, of course you didn't see the best of him because of injuries and stuff like that. Do you see the opposite? I do, but I also, I want to touch upon something that Tommy said earlier about Mo Salah. Mo Salah is a great example, actually. I suppose you could say Robin and Mo Salah, both in their st- you know respective stints for Chelsea, were probably on a par, didn't really show what they could do, and then end up getting moved on. But the fact of the matter is that Mo Salah has kept, like, obviously then went to Roma and then came back to Liverpool and absolutely poor the world apart. You know, arguably one of the greatest players in the last 10 years without... You know, without a doubt, I don't think anyone could really have a fight about that. But the fact of the matter is, you'd have to say as well, he's also recognised by his peers. You know, I think it was last year or the year before, people are going, why Why is he not winning the Ballon d'Or? Why has it always got to go to Messi or Ronaldo? Mo Salah deserves this. But Mo Salah proved himself in on the, like, the hardest showcase in world football in the Premier League. Whether you want to agree with that or not, I think it still is the hardest the hardest league in the world. Mo Salah proved himself to be one of the best. Could have easily gone to Bayern and absolutely wiped the floor with what Iron Robin's done. And then we wouldn't be talking about Iron Robin. But because he's hid at Bayern Munich, 
this club that just wins everything because of people like Lewandowski, that he's made to look a lot better than he actually is. So I think that, you know, it's almost like two completely separate ideas. One has proved all the doubt was wrong. One hid in the Bundesliga and still praised for whatever little bits he's done there. Well, this is going to tie into the next question quite well because obviously Robin is associated with one of, well, he's associated with a lot of people, particularly one man at Bayern. It's the uh, Frank Ribery, uh, or, you know, their double act name of robbery. So now we're asking, where should robbery rank in the history of football's greatest double acts? I feel like I'm going to go to Tommy first because I'm scared of what Daniel's going to say. You might you might regret that with what I'm going to say because oh. I'm going to say it shouldn't. Because <laughs> for me, a double act is people who like pro- properly play together, like a centre-back pairing or partnership, strike partnership, midfield partnership, or like four-back and winger. So I don't think you can like have them as like a double act. Like I'm sure there were plenty of times where they did Linked assist up, each other. They're not... both cut- cutting inside, but not not in the way that I would personally think of like a, a footballing double act. Uh, I just think it was a nice, easy way to be to express the fact that they had two incredibly good wingers in their team and, and their names just fit together quite nicely. Daniel, do you agree with that? Why do I feel like robbery are going to get absolutely murked and I'm going to have to deal with some social media backlash for this? Amen, Tommy. Oh, so what no. I would say, I understand the inclusion. Don't get me wrong. It'd be hard not to include them considering everything they won as... But, you know, part of the same unit, part of the same club, I get it. But then you have to question it based on the league they were in. Fact of the matter is, both massively injury prone as well. People like Ribery is one of those names, like Robin, just irritates me because he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything at all. But, in fact, actually, like Robin, Ribery only managed one 30-plus game a season. I feel like you've come so prepared for this. It feels like you've been sitting on this Ribery and Robin hate. You've been waiting for someone to question it. Well, because it's stupid. And I think... Like when you look at Robin and Ribery, they're kind of they they kind of remind me more of like a Gerard and Alonso. People like to think they were better than they actually were. Do you know what I mean? Like you talk about great double acts: Dwight York and Andy Cole, Cafu and Roberto Carlos, Maldini and Costa Curta, Kane and Son, and Iniesta, Raul Morient- Morientes, Del Piero and Zaghi, Vidic, Ferdinand, Petit Vieira. They're great double acts. Robbery was daylight robbery. They stripped their club of ridiculous amounts of wages and didn't really give them anything back, you know, playing part-time players. Do you not, good enough. Did you not think they contributed to the trophies? Do you think... Right, I'm going to put it like this. Do you think Robert, Do you think Bayern would have won as many trophies without robbery? Absolutely. Is this because Absolutely. You, you see the Bundesliga as just being easy at a certain point when they got some of these trophies? Of course, yeah. No, no, that's the thing. I'm not going to I'm not gonna com- just sit here and just say they were both completely useless because they weren't. They were they were all right, but they weren't They weren't the football gods that people make them out to me. I, I would concede as well that Robin was better than Ribery. Like, I don't want to get into a football beef on Ribery because <laughs> I would absolutely torture him. But I, I don't even even know how you could rank them as one of the greatest double acts in football history it's embarrassing that's you can't i'm gonna just switch back to tommy and say daniel's mentioned a few of the double acts is there any you'd obviously you don't see robbery as a double act is there any two players you would compare them to probably the closest thing would be salah and mané just think about that like in terms of like two winger two very good wingers in the same team could you not go robertson Uh, and alexander arnold yeah something similar to that probably yeah that's probably that's probably a better comparison but again i wouldn't consider that like a footballing double act yeah because... and the thing is you can't it, it feels it feels weird to actually battle a Liverpool fan like being battling a Liverpool fan 
being a United fan saying this, but the fact that you even mentioned Salah and Mane or Robertson and Trent in the same conversation as robbery is is it's more more in the sense of like people link, link them the up. two like as as like a partnership or something oh, like I get that. It. Yeah, but, but where I, what I would say about what I'd say about those four players that you've just mentioned, they've actually done something for their club to make them better. I don't know as robbery made Bayern Munich better. I think I think they did because I think without them they wouldn't have won the Champions League and therefore the treble when they did. They probably would still have won quite a few Bundesliga titles if they hadn't had them. If they both decided to say, you know what, I'm bored of this Bundesliga stuff. I want to go play somewhere else, whether that had been in France, Italy, Spain, England again, whatever. They probably because they probably would have been able to replace them with the you know financial power they had comparative to the rest of the Bundesliga with good players, whether it would have been as good and, and Bayern been as successful since then. Who knows? But I think they, they they were very important for them when they won the Champions League. So I don't think they would have been as quite as successful. Like I don't think they would have won that Champions League. They probably still would have won what five Bundesligas in the last seven, eight years, whatever, but maybe not all of the ones that they did win. Who did they beat in the Champions League final? Uh, Borussia Dortmund, Klopp's Dortmund. So the same team that had beaten in the league the year before, multiple yeah. Times, multiple times, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know the the fact the route took the way that it did. I don't know if you you can say I don't, uh you know they probably wouldn't have won the Champions League without them. Like I mean, Robin scored the winning goal, so <laughs> I yeah. feel like you're about to say everyone has their day. Yeah, kind of. You know, when 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 you can play twelve, thirteen games in a season, I I would hope you're pretty fresh when you actually do go out for a game. When you're sitting when you're sitting on the bench for you know two thirds of the season, if you if you can't you know lace up a pair of boots and you know actually put in a shift, then you have to even question why you're still playing the game so and the fact he's a forward player as well any any single person could have scored that match winning goal it just fell to him so I wouldn't necessarily put it down to his amazing footballing ability I was just going to touch on this to Daniel because he said something interesting about the injuries of both of them having in common do you feel they get linked that because of the being at the same club obviously but when one was injured the other one would be the one to step up vice versa so there was always a threat at buying on the wings or seen as a threat I know you're not a big fan of Ribery but like that was a perceived threat that if one's missing the other one can still do good and cover like both are missing a third to two thirds of the season but I'm assuming they'd be season. missing at different times if that makes sense unless they're like joined yeah. at the hip they could be the greatest double act if they are always out injured at the same time that would make them spookily in sick I don't know I just I feel like it's it's kind of shocking the fact they've got as much praise as they have because Bayern was so good in their league I just I, it feels wrong to to put it on them two and say they were the reason why. It's almost like saying, well, do you know what? Let's give it to God, people like John Arnarisa and people like that for Liverpool winning the Champions League final when they did. Like, I mean, or Jimmy Triori. You're not going to go, oh yeah, it was because of those players. Like, you would give it to the players that, you know, really pushed them on. Not the ones that were in the starting squad, but the ones that actually made them win the match. Like, for me, robbery like were... the person who <laughs> scored the match. winning goal no. in the Champions League. I thought I covered this a minute ago by saying <laughs> he's a forward player. Anyone could have scored that goal. Got to get in the positions, though. You've got to give him some little credit for that, surely. Composed at the moment. How many players have you seen mess up similar situations? I mean, I have, yeah. But, of course, but then, of course, if you're sitting on the sideline watching Borussia Dortmund while not actually playing the game, you could just sit there and watch a match. You're going to learn where little pockets might open up, of course. feel like you're not going to budge on this, are you? 
Absolutely not. Well, you're going to like the next question because I feel like you're going to say no, but I'm interested to see where you list other players in comparison. Obviously, Iron Robin, apart from his injury record, he is associated with being quite one-footed. I say quite one-footed. I should just say one-footed. But should he be considered the greatest one-footed player in modern times? I'm literally going to go into Tommy first again and I feel he's going to crush me again by... by I, 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 I am because there's... I, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Um, He's not like a particularly well-known player, so he might have flown under your radar. Little Argentinian guy, like he played for Barcelona for quite a while. And his name's Lionel Messi. He's quite one-footed. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say he's one of the best players, if not the best player of all time. So honestly, never heard think, of this guy. See, I thought I thought he might have flown under yeah. your radar. I mean, football it, hipster, am I right, Tommy? That's that's me. I mean, how how much you're saying these people are one-footed is probably going to be up for debate. But like, I Messi obviously like has a right foot like he can kick a ball with his right foot that he chooses not to a vast majority of the time and that's kind of what i'm like picturing as like the the most like the one-footed players like robin was probably more one-footed than messi is but i would still say that messi was good messi is you know still a a predominantly one-footed player so i i don't think you could really say that he is the 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 greatest one-footed player in modern times i think he was one of the best at doing what he did and doing it incredibly well to the point that you knew what he was going to do and he would still most of the time just kind of do it anyway even if you try to stop him but i don't think he's like the, the greatest one-footed player would you make him in your top 10 though if you, right off the top of your head you're looking and i have to think about 10 people who are incredibly one-footed <laughs> and that hurts my brain because then i have to like think back through what 24 years ish of of watching football and think about players who are very one-footed and decide who's who's the best i mean he probably he probably is one of the best ones again because i think the thing the thing about like players who are one-footed or who and and probably also play in positions that robin did is that again you you know what they want to do and you know what they're going to do but then they do it anyway so he he probably is up there in terms of in the last I don't know, like 10, 15 years. But, was, I mean, Messi has to go down as the, the best. Daniel, anything to yeah. add to that? Because I feel you obviously, you don't really see him as up there. But then again, maybe for one foot, and if you narrow it down, maybe he ranks higher for you. Okay, which foot do you want? The left? Are we going left-footed? We're going left-footed. Okay, Giggs, Bale, Fieri, Rivaldo, Roberto Carlos, Lionel Messi... There you go, that's, that's literally six off the top of my head, left-footed. I feel like if I say right and now you just play as it creeps me out. How oh, Beckham. Oh, God. Obviously, like, do you know I mean? like, where do you want to go with it, realistically? Like, how like all these players, one-footed players, like prolific one-footed players, strip the floor with Robin. Like, is Giggs better than Robin? Yeah, of course he is. Is Bale better than Robin? Of course he is. Vieri, Rivaldo, Roberto Carlos. Met, like, literally all much better than Iron Robins. And we're asked a question considered one of the greatest one-footed players in modern history come on no of course not he's not one of the best he's not one of the best left midfielders in modern history so to even think he's one of the best left-footed players no sorry <laughs> i love how you say sorry just come on like would you t- what would you make of the fact that he was able to do the same thing and get away with it are you saying that's more defending or, ra- or rather his than his phenomenal ability to just do that then because like tommy said he does he does get a lot of the iron robin is the guy who will cut inside curl it or cut inside take a touch 
touch pass it like you know like Tommy said you know what he's gonna do is of this course. is this question... poor defending or is this just sheer ability quickness touch it's obviously bad defending and funnily enough the the league that he's been considered amazing in the Bundesliga has got some of the most embarrassing defending in history while well, we know Bundesliga defending is just laughable kind of matter but the the other question I would ask if you were to throw a thousand darts at a dartboard how many times you're going to hit the bullseye Probably quite a few times. You haven't seen me play darts. Even once, I can almost certainly guarantee you that fact. I'd be lucky to hit the board. But the fact of the matter is, if that's all you can do, that's all you're going to do, stands to reason that one, two, three and ten might pay off. If he was that amazing with his left foot, Surely he would have had a bit more about his game. Probably would have lasted a bit longer in the Premier League. Maybe lasted longer in La Liga. Didn't. Well, I'm going to just add this little sort of spin-off question onto the one-foot. Do you feel think less of a one-footed player? Because obviously no. loads of people do say you should be able to kick the ball with both feet and be strong. But I'm just putting it out there for the debate saying you wouldn't think less of him for just being a one-footed player. If anything, you're you know, just as impressive of wherever he did it with both. No, absolutely not. And I think you have to pay respect to what Tommy was saying a minute ago about Messi. Yeah, he's got, he's got a right foot. You're never really know it but you know you wouldn't think any less of him the fact he is so you know one-footed same with the other names that i reeled off you know you don't the thing with lefties as well they always in in fact it kind of goes with all sports lefties make it look better really it's the same with golf the same with football tennis same with most sports tennis lefties just make things look better i don't know why you never hear a footballer having a having a sweet right foot or or wand of a right foot it's always it's always a sweet left foot yeah the only person i've heard of that was beckham and i think like he must have trained Mar- yeah. It, yeah. He basically trademarked it so no one else can have it, is what it feels like. Pretty part much, of, yeah. yeah. Part of Baran Beckham was the uh, sweet right foot. There, Everyone was, else... there was a reason I didn't reel off right-footed players because they do kind of stunt the mind. <laughs> Just name your average player. Right, yeah. Stuart Downing. Crack on. <laughs> Isn't he left-footed? I don't know. <laughs> Stuart Downing. Ciao. Tommy, do you feel any about the one-foot debate? Do you think less of a football or is it just a case of if they can do something amazing it does not matter if it's one-foot or heavy giant or one thing? It doesn't matter if they're one-footed. It it helps somebody be less predictable if they can go both ways or do something with with both feet and probably helps them make better passes or have more options. But at the end of the day, if they can be an effective footballer with one foot and Robin was an effective footballer, then it doesn't matter if they can only really use one foot effectively. I feel that was actually quite a solid debate on the one-footedness there. And it was quite amicable compared to the previous ones. But to sum up the opinions from the overall debate, Daniel, you think his injuries, if anything, sort of, you know, you're not rating Robin across the board. Do you think he did well, but he's not worthy of the rating that he gets in footballing society? Is that right to say? He done okay, but he doesn't He doesn't warrant the... He doesn't the blow your socks off like the rate. reputation that some people give him. Of course not, no. Tommy, you rate Robin, but you're not rating him, you know, as one of the best ever. You're putting him up there, but not... He's like on the outskirts. He's like, I'd say, are you trying to say that he would say you've got your Ronaldo's Messi's on one level and maybe the level below or the level below that is Robin? Yeah, I mean... Ronaldo and Messi are on their their own stratosphere in terms of footballing ability and like all of that stuff. N- nobody is in the modern times is is close to them. But I I think he at his peak was in that in that bracket below them. I think that's fair. And now we're going to move to pundit patrol, where I feel like Daniel's going to get even more passionate. So do stay with us because <laughs> pundit patrol. 
Pundit Patrol is here and we're kicking off with everyone's favourite pundit, Martin Keown. Daniel, don't groan. Because he kept this short and sweet for you guys. Cunning, rapid match winner was what Martin Keown said about Robin in 2014. Daniel, any thoughts on that? He's giving you three buzzwords here. Alright, well let's keep it short and sweet as well then. Cunning? Yes. Rapid? I guess. Like, match winner? I don't know. Contentious. Tommy, thoughts on this? I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, the the cunning thing has kind of been touched on with his maybe slight re- reputation for going to ground easily, shall, shall we say. He didn't do that, did he? Are you suggesting that Robin died? I'm, I'm suggesting that there may have been times when he was was happy to to take the foul. Do you know what? I think you must be the only person to ever say that. I couldn't see anyone else in football it, saying that I, Robin I, died. I know it was it was a very brave stance for me to take. I know, but I'm 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 willing to fall on that sword. Rapid, yes, he was quick and yeah, he he was capable of winning winning a game. So yeah. When people say match winner, do you see that more as them saying he's an impact player, or do you see that? As- if you call somebody a match winner, then by and large, for me at least, that definition is somebody who, in a moment, can change a game. They can score the goal that is going to either put you in the lead or get you the win. Like it's not it's not about being oh because I impact sub or like squad play like those things are, are different i think from being like a, a, a genuine match winner like origi impact sub brilliant at it but an impact sub who was capable of making a massive impact on a game but robin was somebody who and again sort of like a match winner is somebody who can do those things they can get in that position or pick up the ball cut inside smash it into the far corner bend it in whatever he does that's what i consider like a match winner to be the person who can in that moment just win it would ollie Solskjaer not quash that theory being the super sub coming on scoring a goal when it's needed well no but then I would say he's an impact sub still like he wasn't somebody that you would but he was a match winner scored a goal to win a Champions League final yeah from the bench he was somebody that you would be like okay let's throw him on he can pop up in that place and he'll he'll get a goal versus somebody who you would like trust or you could look at them like and say okay they're gonna do something at some point this match even if they'd had like a poor game up to that point they're capable of turning it on and, and doing it basically the guy you leave on for 90 minutes regardless that he's stunk out the joint for 80 minutes yeah and i i I don't think match winner is the same as an impact player or in this in this context at least like that's not what i assign to it but to call him a match winner and basically saying it's someone that can you know more or less dictate a game and you know does does what he needs to do for the team for someone that plays you know on average one in three games like is it fair to call them a match winner when they play so little if they're winning all the games he plays then yeah it might help that if anything that sort of stat might be what makes him seem even more of a match winner because you notice his absence you're having nil nil draws when you might get one nil wins because he's on the pitch scoring that goal making that difference that that is that that is a match winner he he's he he decides right you know what i've had enough of this nonsense we're winning this match even if he's not done much else he puts himself in those positions he he scores those goals and he decides yeah cool we're gonna win this match and i'm gonna do it that's that's a match winner kind of drawn back to his stats because unfortunately in history stats do tell kind of a story and you think about the 2015-2016 season he played 15 games Bayern won the league that year he scored four goals in the league 2012-2013 he played 16 games he scored five goals that season not a bad return for 16 games but Bayern won the league that season and yet here we are resting our laurels on saying what an amazing player he was for Bayern look at his records look at his achievements I almost kind of want to strip two Bundesliga titles off him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's sitting there picking up trophies that he's not. Um, but he's he's that he's the best of the players that turn up 
and get a trophy at the end of the season when he's not really done anything. He's played that minimal amount of games. But here we are saying that he really contributes to his team. Right, we're going to move on to the next quote. Arsene Wenger said he's a very good diver, but that is the way it goes. It is the referee. This was based after a certain game that you may remember. Robin is a fantastic player, but he doesn't need to do it. He gets in front of the player, he goes down. Do you see the diving bit as something that also overshadowed what he'd done? Or you're going to say he did dive a lot and he deserved to be called out for it? Both, actually. I do agree. He did dive a lot and he does deserve to be called out for it. And throughout this entire show, it would seem like I really don't like him. But I, I do and I wanted to really like him because when he came on, he was when he when he came onto the scene he was fresh he was fun he was exciting and he definitely had that about him but I, th- I think the injuries played in such a massive toll for him he couldn't keep up with with the modern game unfortunately I think if you put him in the 80s we'll talk about him in the same kind of comparable levels of like a maybe not a Cruyff but someone you know who would look back on and go oh he was really really good he was too slow for the game he came in at the wrong time and unfortunately i think because his body wouldn't do things that he wanted it to do he did have to resort to cheating to to get an advantage do agree with wenger which is really hard to say tommy do you agree with that do you think it was a case he dived because he couldn't you know get the advantage from just being faster, being the trickier, do you think that? Or do you just think it was maybe the mindset of you do whatever it takes to win mentality? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think it's more more the latter there. That he, he clearly had the ability to get himself in those positions where he could go down. And I think it was just, it was a conscious decision of if I go down here, we'll probably get a penalty. And that gives us a great chance to score versus I'm kind of in a difficult position for me to get the ball across or for me to do something more effective. And I think now the vast majority of players do that when they get into those positions. They're like, you know what? If I go down, chance are it's a penalty and then we can score. We can go one nil up. I don't know if it was, if it, how much of it for footballers is a, is a desire to win or that, that makes like win at any cost. Like if it's that, if they just in that moment go, hmm, we could do with a goal. Why not? Because obviously, you know, might not affect the final outcome, but they just think it's a good chance of getting an advantage for their team. I think it's probably more of that for, for Robin and then for, for every player in particular so do you think uh, it's fair to say that when when Wenger said he didn't doesn't need to do that sort of thing basically is fair or just a case of it's the game and Wenger needs to, he's saying it after obviously Robin's dive against Arsenal at this time I think I think I think probably more just saying that in like not to do because he could do something different and he could still score a goal I don't think it's so much that like as a, as a comment on his ability I think it's more just that that he's he's of the opinion that footballers don't need to go down in those situations Joe Cole, who Daniel pointed out, battled for the you know position in the team at Chelsea, actually drooled over Robin by saying, I think he's one of the most complete players I've ever played with. Pace, power, technique, skill, strong character. When he signed for Chelsea, he walked out for training and obviously you're playing in the same position, so you think, I wonder if he's any good. He put the ball down and whipped two free kicks in the top bin and I thought, I better start training harder. This guy's unbelievable. So what do you make of that? Do you think that's a case of... Maybe Joe Cole didn't know how good <laughs> overrated his own ability or was a bit comfortable and that's why he was blown away? Or do you think it might be that Robin was so amazing in training and Chelsea didn't get to see that all in pitch over 90 minutes because of injuries? I mean, it's really nice of him to say. I think often you'll you'll often find with former teammates, they're never going to speak bad about players considering that Joe Cole benched him for the, pretty much the entirety of his Chelsea career. Joe Cole was there when Robin arrived. He was there, played more games, I believe, if I remember rightly. He played more games than Robin did while Robin was there. 
and then continue to carry on playing after Robin left. So I don't know. I think, you know, we've all seen these stories about former football players coming out and in support of, you know, ex-teammates and stuff like that. I, I don't know if I'd pay too much weight to it. I'm sure Robin was good in training. But for me, Joe Cole was better for Chelsea than Robin. I think he showed it more consistently. Tommy, anything to add? Would you have put Joe Cole above Robin for his Chelsea spell? Probably. Was there for longer, whether that was because he obviously didn't want to move somewhere else. He, he was in, he's, he's English, so he's probably very happy to stay in, in England. So but probably in terms of sort of longevity. And I think if you ask most Chelsea fans sort of who they prefer, most, most of them probably would pick Joe Cole. If you ask them who is a better footballer, it might be sort of more even, I think. But I think Daniel was right that a lot of footballers do say nice things about their former teammates particularly when they retire or when they move on or when they do something and they're now a pundit and they get asked about him like well what what, what was he like when you played with him at Chelsea and that's like the kind of thing that they will just come out with and say and whether it's him being nice about a former teammate if it's sort of genuinely obviously what happened or his genuine reaction I I don't know I think sort of those kind of quotes most of the time you can't really put too much of stock in them to be honest I mean you could argue he sort of bigged himself up because like Daniel pointed out he did go on to get him in the team ahead of him by saying how unbelievable he is sort of praising himself yeah, that's what it was for I mean listen he was so good but you know who you know who still played in the team got two thumbs and he's called Joe Cole this guy yeah because you could go that way with it anyway we're gonna go on to a very respected manager in the game and I'm sure Tommy's favorite manager of all time not that he's biased or anything but Jurgen Klopp once spoke about Robin and said I will use the example of Iron Robin whatever the world says about him or thinks about him he delivers one time he will miss the easy pass and everyone will moan why did he shoot Next time, he will not pass and shoot from that angle again. Goal. Then it's, oh, it's a good idea to shoot from there. He doesn't care what the opinions from outside are. He knows how his team needs him to use his skills. Do you think this is a fair assessment, Tommy? I think so, yeah. I think Robin was somebody who could look like a very selfish player with his his style of play, sort of how, how he was with, with the ball at his feet and what he would generally look to do, dribble cut inside shoot again sort of that's what you know if that was a problem then he wouldn't particularly at Bayern Munich he wouldn't have kept playing for that team like somebody would have had a problem with him and sold him or just not played him at all and I think I think that there's an element of that that all footballers kind of need that they don't care about people moaning about what they do on the pitch it just matters what their team needs what their teammates need and what their managers are telling them and uh, yeah i think that kind of sums up probably robin and a lot of other players as well like i think we've all been there with somebody and they they do something and they shoot and you're like what what why is he shooting from there and then he goes and does it again you're like fair enough yep yeah, yep yeah, I, I take the point that was a personal attack on me and i accept your response like that dialogue player happened. exactly in my head and i can picture him and i'm just who is it ivan cavaliero like it's not the same okay. level as robin but it i mean to be fair now i'm thinking about it maybe that's who daniel sees as robin could do all the tricks and the skills does, cavaliero, yeah. yeah it does it one moment but when it's throw on girl when it matters yeah i think that's fair i think it's a fair a fair a fair quote about um i guess old iron now I was going to say, Daniel, what do you think of this? But also, I was going to add, do you think this sums up why maybe Robin's frustrating? Because like Klopp points out, sometimes he will miss the easy pass and people will moan why he shot. And it's like Tommy said about the selfishness. Does this Klopp quote sort of point out the flaws with him as much as defends him? So I, I kind of feel compelled to go back to my earlier point about the managers that Robin has had uh, in Mourinho and Pep Guardiola and Ancelotti and Louis van Gaal. And then I question it, is it not more of like a mark of respect 
for those managers than himself. Like in saying that, why did he shoot next time? He'll not pass and shoot from that angle. Then oh goal, and it's a good shot and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if if that's more the coaching stuff. So he's told what to do, and then he does it. So I don't, I don't want to put too much weight onto Robin here saying it's. It's these stuff that he does that makes him the footballer that he is. But I almost want to give some credence and respect to the the managers that he's had that's brought out the best in him, if that makes sense. Yeah, like he said, he the, it's about utilising the skills. He's credited Robin here, but it might not necessarily be... Yeah, it's kind of... He's credited Robin, but he's not actually credited him because because of the context of the quote and i think this is only a small section of the quote but he was asked about what the man it was an essay it was an essay of a speech about team building and everything and the fundament basically the fundamentals of his management style and coaching i think at the time yeah he's exactly that so i just i feel for me like i just can't really give all the credit to robin i think jürgen klopp has spoke the truth go back to what tommy said you know that he does one thing and it doesn't work out and next time he does it again and he scores and it's oh it's really awesome but he's only doing what the, the manager's time to do and in fact it kind of reminds me a little bit of video i saw earlier on today with uh kulisevsky or I f- i'm gonna butcher his name i'm so yeah sorry. No, the, the, um the ginger swedish guy from tottenham absolutely knew that son was on for the golden boot wanted to do everything he can got told before the match started get it to son let's get him the golden boot and still messed it up now we'd watch it and go why didn't he shoot but he would have basically instincts he would have done that himself but he was obviously told look just get it to son that's why he didn't do it so i think it was the match against norwich wasn't it it was it's so, the open goal screenshot with how am i meant to explain to my grandkids he didn't score from here exactly Me. yes so i, I don't know I, yes it's some of the player we can look at him and say you know some of the stuff where he's fallen down but most of the good stuff he's done i would have to say it's because of the managers that he's worked with now i feel like this next comment might rattle someone so i'm gonna go to tommy first tommy rio Ferdinand said you knew he was going to come back in on his left this is about Robin but the left back couldn't deal with it he'd be saying I'm going to come in on my left you're not going to stop me and they didn't what a player Robin was great we should have signed him at Manchester United any thoughts on this I don't know that they should have signed him at at Man United because I don't know how he would have fit or or when exactly they would they would have signed him I guess maybe when he left Real Madrid when Ronaldo left so maybe United were doing well enough without him but I, I think that just sums up like Robin perfectly like I've said it he knew what he was going to do everybody else knew what he was going to do and he kind of went yeah okay I'm going to do this now and defenders were like I mean I'll make it look like I'm trying to stop you and I will try but I'm not going to stop you and that that was kind of what Robin was as a player Daniel any thoughts on this particularly the we should have signed him at Man United. I remember this. He also said in the interview that Ryan Giggs was a better player than Iron Robin. But I think Tommy said about when this was, if I'm not mistaken, this was when Fergie tried to sign him. Of course, he would have been used for backup. Otherwise, Fergie wouldn't have tried to pay five, six million for him. I do agree. Yeah, we probably should have signed him because he would have done a better job as a backup left winger. But obviously, he was never going to take Giggs's spots. So I don't think he would have been the player that he is today. I think he, he he took the right route but yeah you know i agree with rio to a point you knew what he was going to do sometimes you could deal with it sometimes you couldn't i don't know i would say what a player robin was great he wasn't great he was all right you know when rio says yeah we should have signed him but gigs was better like why are you signing them for them i mean, I mean I, th- th- this this is a genuine question because 
I couldn't remember then I thought of the answer and I think that kind of explains why United wouldn't have signed him. But Robin predominantly played on the right-hand side and I think most of the time was when he was in like a three, so he was further forward rather than like a flat four. After Ronaldo left, who generally played on like the right wing for United? It was just Valencia, wasn't it? It was Valencia until Valencia got a bit older and then dropped down to right back. I, th- I think that kind right of back. sums up why United didn't sign him because they're two incredibly different players and I think Ferguson liked to have other than Ronaldo probably and then maybe Ashley Young to an extent he liked having his wingers who were wide players beat the man get to the byline across the ball and Robin very much wasn't that player while I think that Robin is a better player than Antonio Valencia depending on who the manager was might have preferred Robin I think from what United had when Robin probably would have been available which would have been when he left Real Madrid and obviously other than when they potentially could have signed him before he went to Chelsea would have been when he went from Real Madrid to, to buy Munich when Ronaldo had left. I don't think he was the kind of player that would have been in the the Ferguson mould for for a winger. So I don't think it would have particularly worked out well. Maybe when like Van Gaal came, if he wanted him. I agree with you. Fergie would have been looking at what Robin had done up until that point. Didn't really cut it at Chelsea. Didn't really cut it at Real Madrid. He would have known what he wanted to do with the team when Ronaldo left. And he decided that Valencia was the kind of player that he wanted. Somebody who played in England, who knew England, who could get up and down the flank all day the right decision for him Robin wouldn't have done that yeah so no, I agree with you I, yeah. don't, I don't think saying that they should like in terms of his overall ability maybe but in terms of what was needed for the team at that time it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked couldn't agree more mate we move on to the last quote of the pundit patrol and it's really just because it's a wonderful quote this is from Johan Cruyff you may have heard of him he said about Robin he's got tremendous talent and a beautiful left foot but his right leg is made of chocolate do we feel this is a beautiful way of putting it that makes it sound lovely Tommy Daniel yeah I like this it's it's funny and I think it sums it up perfectly no doubt he did have talent but not the top tier level people make him out to be and of course yeah his right leg is made of chocolate chocolate sat in front of a fire exactly that awesome that summed up pundit patrol now it's time for the quick fire round and in the hot seat first it's daniel daniel are you ready i'm ready Xavi and Iniesta or Robin and Ribery? Good Lord, Xavi and Iniesta. One trick pony label warranted about Robin, yes or no? Yes. Volley v United or Champions League winner v Dortmund? All right, not quick fire. The Champions League final goal was shit and it, it just was. I will give him the goal against United because it was a cleaner goal and it was a volley, which I always love volleys. And I'm also going to give it to him because they still lost that game <laughs> against United. And in fact, the first leg that they beat us... He didn't play. Surprise. So I'll give him the goal against United. In the most backhanded way. I love it. Yeah. Also, United being better than Borussia Dortmund as well. So yeah, I'll give him that one. Okay. Dive or no dive? What would you expect Robin to do if he's in the box? I don't know. Tom Daly ain't got nothing on Robin. That sums it up. What was more amusing? Robin's famous reaction to the sub or Robin's celebration goal? Both of these links will be in on Totally Buzz in a Football Beef companion piece. So you can watch them yourself. <laughs> the uh, the re- reaction to being subbed, he was just having man baby with big receding hairline, bless him. Robin or Giggs, I feel you've touched on this, but... Really? No, come on, move on. 
Okay. Chelsea sold him too soon, yes or no? No. Which World Cup was the bigger missed opportunity for Robin and Netherlands, 2010 or 2014? Uh, easily 2010. You know, they made the final well and then lost to Spain, who were the best team in the world at the time. 2014 was poor. They, they, they didn't do well in 2014. They scraped past people like Mexico and Costa Rica. So, no, 2010 all day. Should Robin have come out of retirement to attempt a glorious fairy tale ending at FC Grodigan? Yeah, absolutely. It's a job. It's a payday. You know, I I think football fans get deluded to the fact that, you know, loyalty and all this and all that. Like, if Liverpool were to pay me 300 grand a week and United were saying, well, we'll pay you 150 grand a week, I'm a United fan. I'd still go and play for Liverpool because it's a job. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Thank you, Daniel. And join us again next time. Will do. See you again soon, guys. Now it's time for the quickfire round with Tommy. Tommy, are you ready? Yes, but I object to quickfire because I have thoughts and <laughs> quickfire means that I can't share them properly. You can share them if you want, but just okay, answer then you. explain. If- Xavi and Iniesta or Robin and Ribéry? Xavi uh, and Iniesta. One trick pony label warranted yes or no? Uh, yes, but he did it better than anybody else could pretty much hope to when he was playing. Volley v United or Champions League winner v Dortmund? It's got to be a, a winning goal in Champions League final. Yes, it was scuffed and a bit scrappy, but it's the winning goal in Champions League final in almost the last minute of the game. You can't beat that. Dive or no dive, what would you expect Robin to do in the box? Probably dive. What's me more amusing? Robin's reaction to being subbed or Robin's celebration goof? The the substitute reaction. Because it's, it's, it's peak like passive aggressiveness and it's hilarious. Robin or Giggs? We'll, we'll, we'll say Giggs, but I'll, I'll caveat it with off the field stuff, meaning that would win if, if we were considering those things. Chelsea sold him too soon, yes or no? In terms of what he went on to do in his career, yes. But in terms of what he probably needed for his career and how he was fitting in at Chelsea, no, probably the right time. Which World Cup was the bigger missed opportunity for Robin and Netherlands, 2010 or 2014? I think probably 2014, because the, the Netherlands in 2010, that was such a thuggish, horrible team. And I don't know, against Spain... Uh, maybe they had a couple chances to to win it, but I felt like Spain were the best team in the world. Um, whereas 2014, it felt like a more a more even playing field, really. Should Robin have come out of retirement to attempt a glorious fairy tale ending at FC Groningen? No, stayed retired. Overrated or underrated? Appropriately rated. <laughs> there you go. There he is, Tommy, the professor of football manager Pittman, with his classic. Everyone is perfectly rated. rated. My, my, oh my, my classic, my classic fence sitting technique. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us, Tommy. See you You're again soon. See you soon. And that's been another football beef. Be sure to follow us at BuzzFootball on Twitter. Be sure to check out the website totallybuzz.co.uk to see articles that we've referenced and clips and everything to do with this article. Be sure to rate us five stars if you enjoyed it and go back and check other debates. And be sure to join us next Friday where another football beef drops. Goodbye. Football beef! Not heard the latest about pooping Prime Ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzz podcast, the only place to be totes buzzed. <laughs>